welcome to the monthly Skill Bites show, where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of Skill Bites and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. Skill Bites author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. I am delighted to have with us today, Coach Ted Bear. Coach Ted works with entrepreneurs and business owners whose businesses are suffering due to their struggle with productivity, procrastination, disorganization, distraction. So he helps them to get the things done that are required for an exceedingly successful business so they can make more money and have a happier life. Procrastination is such a major issue for many, many people, and you lose productivity because of it, especially for people who are trying to write a book. If it's not something that you're comfortable doing, then you might wind up procrastinating. So Ted is here to help us figure out how to overcome that urge to procrastinate. So Ted, thanks so much for being here with us today. I'm thrilled to be here with you, Judy. Why don't you be fun? Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? How did you get involved with uh, helping entrepreneurs to get over procrastination? Well, um, I've been coaching for 24 years. Um, and over those 24 years, I've, I've been a success coach, a career coach, a business coach, a business coach two different times. Um, and then up until basically earlier this year, my focus was on adults with ADHD. Um, and actually it's in that work that I particularly learned a lot about procrastination, but I, I decided to kind of put the two together. What I've learned around in my helping people with ADHD to become more productive with working with entrepreneurs and business owners. And so uh, there are lots of different, you know, the business coaches all, all over the place, but my focus is on helping people with productivity specifically. And okay. um, so I, I kind of take what I've learned um, from working with people with ADHD and applied that to business owners and entrepreneurs. And in fact, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs have ADHD. Some know it, a lot of them don't. But so some of the, the things I've learned are very appropriate for entrepreneurs. Right, so other than ADHD, what else might cause people to procrastinate? Well, ADHD in and of itself, I mean, there, there are aspects of it that contribute to procrastination, but there are many reasons people procrastinate. Um, they have problems getting started. Uh, what they're working on is just boring and uninteresting. Uh, they get, you know, the, the, they start, they feel overwhelmed. The, the project, whatever they're working on just seems so big that they get this feeling of overwhelm and they just 
kind of say, okay, I'm going to put that aside for now because the feeling is too, too strong. Um, there's fear of failure, fear of success, perfectionism, lots of different reasons that people procrastinate, but underlying most of those uh, is there's an emotion, a negative emotion, an unpleasant emotion that they're avoiding. So for instance, feeling overwhelmed, that's racist emotions is like, I don't want to deal with those emotions. I'm not going to do it. Or I'm afraid I'm going to mess this up and, and I'm going to be seen as a failure. I don't want to feel that. So I'm going to do something, go do something that's more interesting or more fun. Um, so that's sort of the underlying thread really is this negative emotion that people are avoiding by procrastinating. Yeah, what's interesting about that is by avoiding what they are afraid of, they're more likely to be unsuccessful at it. Absolutely. But that's, that's somewhere in the future. And um, one is particularly people with ADHD, but a lot of people um, in business, it's like if they're very short time frame in front of them, it's like it's now. And if, if it's not now, it's sometimes later. So they just kind of put things off without really thinking it through, you know, what is that going to cost me? You know, what if I don't finish this or what if I wait till the last minute or people don't tend to ask themselves those, those questions, which are very good questions to ask oneself to kind of get out of that place of procrastination is, is asking, okay, well, what if I don't do it now? You know, what, what, what will be the impact? You know, things like that um, are things that people can do to help them uh, put the procrastination aside and move forward in what it is they they're working on or want to be working on. And a book, uh, I've never written, well, I, I wrote a chapter in a book, but um, I know people who have written books. I know people who coach people who write books and it's a, it's a very challenging <laughs> process. It is, but I try to um, get my clients, my author clients to see how beneficial the book will be for them when it's done yeah, yeah. Uh, in order to motivate them to push through those times when they're overwhelmed, they're fed up, they're distracted. Uh, they just don't have the uh, cognitive abilities that they feel they ought to have in writing the book. It requires more focus or whatever. It's like, well, if you keep pushing it off, it's not going to get done. It, you can't have the benefits that you would derive from having your book done. So you got to figure out a way to, to prioritize it and push through those negative feelings or whatever. Uh, because otherwise you you can't get to where you want to get to. Yeah, and and beside you know, and what whatever 
project that somebody's working on and putting off, whether it's a book or a report or writing a course or whatever, um, not only is the cost of, of procrastinating not getting that thing done, but there's other costs, stress, anxiety, um, procrastination can, can kind of, uh, go into various areas of, of our lives, not, you know, putting off paying bills and, and all kinds of things, but particularly the stress and anxiety that comes from putting things off, knowing that it's still hovering in the background and it, it, it's, it's very, uh, it's really bad for them emotionally and for, for them physically. So what, what do you do to help people to get over that desire to procrastinate, to push something off because it's um, uncomfortable for them or it's overwhelming for them or whatever? Um, I would love to know. I have a family member and she just can't look at the long term. She only looks at the short term. And I would love to be able to help her see that in the end, it is causing her a lot more anxiety to not get done what she needs to get done. And it affects the quality of the end product. Right, right. Well, so there's, again, kind of um, two different levels uh, to you can approach this. One is there are a variety of strategies that people can use. Um, to help them get moving um, without really digging into what's underneath it all. So for instance, um, we're all familiar with uh, the Nike phrase, right? Just do it, not just start it. It's like, say you're, I'm gonna just do five minutes and then if that's all I want to do, that's fine. If I want to keep doing another five minutes, that's fine, fine too. And the idea is just to get moving. Um, you know, there's people who study science, physics, whatever, you know, that, you know, that there's whatever Newton's second law or third law, the, you know, whatever it is, a body at rest stays at rest, the body in motion stays in motion. If you can get moving even a little bit, that'll help you keep moving. And I've heard an interesting uh, suggestion for particularly for, for people who are writing is just start typing gibberish. Don't worry what you're writing. Not even, I mean, it's like one is forget about making it perfect, which is something that gets people and like, just don't edit while you write, there's that. But even if that's not, it's just like, just, Get typing and make putting words on a paper and not worrying what they even if they even mean anything or if they're words, it's actually getting them in motion to actually then trans is sort of that transition into actually being focused on on uh, on actually writing what it is they want to be writing. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the things that I help my authors do as well if they ha are having trouble getting started, it's like, okay, don't start with the content of your book. Start with creating the title page. 
And then you can create the copyright page. And then you can create maybe your author bio or the acknowledgments or something that isn't going to take as much brain power because it helps you get started. Mm -hmm. And once you're started, that momentum is going to build and you're going to be able to start more of your actual content then. Right. I mean, it, you know, the thing though to remember, I mean, I, I said one thing I worked with is it just gets started. The challenge there is like every time you stop and then go back to it, you have to start again and you kind of have to get over that hump. But it, it, if you do that enough times, it, it does actually become easier to pick it up and say, okay, I'm going to work for half an hour or two or an hour or two hours today and be able to get into it without it being so painful to, to like, oh, I got I to gotta get doing this, you know, that, that sort of thing. But it it's learning. It's a learning process, becoming more comfortable with whatever it is that somebody's working on. Uh, again, whether it's a book or a course or whatever, right? Um, so that's, that's one thing. It's just like, just, just get started, do something, a very small, small step. Um, the other is, is it, you know, look at what, what am I feeling about this? You know, am I afraid about if I really do this, I'm going to come out looking really silly or people are going to judge me uh, or um, I'm afraid if I, if I do this and it's successful, people are going to expect me to do another one. And this one's hard enough, right? So again, looking at what's behind the procrastination and being able to shift that perspective um, is one is a, is a main way of like saying, okay, I can, I can do this. I can get, I, I don't need to do it all today. I can do a little bit today, but let go of the perfectionism or the fear of failure or the fear of success. Again, getting in touch with what is that emotion or those emotions the uncomfortable emotions that are underneath the procrastination. So then you can deal with them rather than, um, all right, well, what, what can I do? I mean, again, it, there are strategies. Uh, and one, one of the, actually the best strategies is asking for help, which is uh, something which is very difficult for so many people it's like we think we have to do it do it ourselves right and it's shameful to have to ask for help but there are various ways to to get help from people everything from <clears throat> having a buddy that you that you're both working on the same thing and you kind of support each other as you go along and if you want to get stuck you can call the other person say hey i'm stuck and kind of talk it through with them um or something as it's called, uh, uh, or have an accountability buddy, somebody that you commit to, okay, today I'm gonna do this. And you check in with them the next day and say how you did with that, right? And it's creating a structure for you to 
not only be accountable yourself because we let ourselves off the hook much too easily, but you have somebody else that you're feeling responsible to to say, I did what I said I was going to do. And, and you know, that feels pretty good, right? Um, Definitely, yeah. When I know that somebody's going to be checking in with me and it's somebody that I respect and I want them to respect me, I'm much more likely to complete whatever the task is because I don't want to be embarrassed when they come to me and say, so where are you? Did you get this done? And I don't want to say, no, I didn't. I pushed that off because I decided to do this instead. No, I, I want to get done what they're going to ask me about because I want to keep their respect. Another interesting thing that I did a number of years ago is, is having a buddy, God, I don't want this thing keeps falling out. <laughs> um, is um, having some of what I couldn't, I, this was quite a few years ago, I just couldn't get my taxes done. And um, I had filed for an extension and was coming up to October 15th, right, which is the, the end of the extension period. Right. And I just, and, and, and at the time, my taxes were not all that, you know, difficult. But I just couldn't get myself to do it. And um, I don't know if I made this up myself or somebody told me, I don't, it's so long ago, I don't remember where it came from. But what I did was I called a friend and said, can you come over to my house on Sunday, bring a book, uh, whatever, you know, it was before laptops. Uh, bring a book, bring something to do while you're here. I don't want you to help me. I just want you to be here while I do what I say I'm going to do. Because then again, I've got, not only have I committed to somebody else I'm going to do it, they're sitting right there, you know? And so it's like, if I'm messing around, like, how, 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 how you doing, Ted? Uh, you know, I said, look, I'll, and I'll take you out to dinner after. And it worked. I got my taxes done and we had, went out and had fun. So it's another way of using another person. If you don't know how to get started, call up somebody who you think knows about this and ask them questions about the process. If you know somebody who's written a book, got a friend, you know, call them up and say, hey, I'm stuck here. Can you help me with this? You know, because um, they're... I know there are a lot of people who've written books, and um, I know a number. And if I ever decide to write a book, I know people I can call to say, "Help, I'm stuck." Right? Um, and things like making sure you're getting enough rest, and you're eating well, and you're getting exercise, like you're taking care of yourself. So you're physically, because if you're if you're doing that physically, then mentally you're going to be more awake, more present, more able to really focus on, on, uh, on what you're doing. Uh, so those are some of the things, I mean, there, I have a sort of a longer list of different strategies that people can use, uh, depending on what it is that uh, is in their way. But so is some... there a difference between those who have ADHD and need help versus just people who may or may not have ADHD don't think they have it or they don't know that they have it, but they are 
perpetual procrastinators? Not, not really in any, in any major, major way. Again, it's the process is, is what's important in the sense of like, well, okay, it's, it's, it's recognizing and acknowledging that you're, that what you're doing is procrastinating. That's the first thing. If you're not, be, if you're not, not aware of it, then you can't do anything about it, whether you got ADHD or, or not. And then say, okay, all right. This is the third day I've said I'm going to do it and I'm still not doing it. What's stopping me? You know, right. ask those questions. What, what, what emotions are these bringing up in me? Um, and the more you can uncover that, then you can do something about it. And it's also, I mean, anybody can, can go online and look up, you know, how do I stop procrastinating and, and find an article with, you know, eight ways to stop procrastinating, 12 ways to stop procrastinating. I mean, it's all over. And I don't, I think procrastination is one of the primary topics on the internet um, for, I mean, related particularly to business. But um, so there is, there are lots of resources out there to give people a boost uh, if they, when they, when they need it. Um, you know, if what they're doing, if, if their tendency, this is particularly people with ADHD is put things off to the last minute, um, recognize you're doing that. And if you do that, that's stressful. The, the final result isn't gonna be probably isn't going to be as good if you did it over a period of time. Um, so again, it's learning, it, it's getting to know yourself and what, what are the reasons that you procrastinate? And it, it involves recognizing and asking yourself those questions. Well, what's going on? Why am I not doing this? Right. And I'm not exactly sure why, but so many people are hesitant about asking for help when. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I know. Helping other people. Yeah, well, I'd say, I think I just talked, I talked over something you said that's really important. Yeah. So I said, people like helping other people. So yes. ask somebody for their help. They're delighted for the most part. I totally, I totally agree. And, and when I'm working with a client who's like really resistant to asking for help, I say, well, what do you feel like when somebody asks you for help and trying to get them to remember how good it feels to be asked that it's not an imposition. And if somebody's not available to help you, they'll tell you, they'll say, Hey man, I'd love to help you today, but I'm tied up. My family, we're going, we've got plans to go to the beach today. So I just am not available, but you know, look at my calendar. Monday, I've got some time I could help if you still need it. You know, I, I totally agree. It's like, we love helping people. Right. Yeah. And if you can't, if you don't know how to help the person, maybe you know somebody who can help. Right. Them. Right. Right. So you ask Ted for help and Ted's not available or Ted doesn't know how to help you, Ted can say, well, maybe you should call Judy. All right, particularly if you're having trouble with the book, call Judy for sure.
So this is a pretty big problem in the business world. It's a major, it's a major, major issue. As I said, I can't just the number of people. I mean, again, I'm still pretty tied into the ADHD community. And it's a big issue in the ADHD community. But if you just Google, you know, stop procrastinating or why I procrastinate. I mean, just page after page after page of articles from magazines and newspapers and, and research. And um, uh, it, it really is a big, and I think people don't really have a sense of the cost of, of it. And the fact that there are things they can do. You know, sometimes people say, you know, I really don't want to procrastinate, but I just can't seem to stop doing that. Right. Okay. That's understandable. So you've just, you've just taken a step acknowledging that you procrastinate and you don't know what to do about it. That's a big step. Now we can start thinking about, okay, well, what's going on? that's causing you to procrastinate. Why do you procrastinate? And then start exploring that. But it's taking that main step of acknowledging that it's a big problem uh, for them. And, and looking in, in the other side of it, it's like we're looking at the cost. When I, when I do, I periodically do webinars on overcoming procrastination or what I call stop procrastinating and get things done now. And I start off by looking at what is it costing you? To procrastinate and people procrastinate all kinds of things not just work related but like i said people procrastinate making going to see the doctor particularly men my understanding but or paying or, or paying bills or making plans for things because it's bringing up something in them that's uncomfortable they don't want to feel it so they go find something else that's more interesting to do and put it off. And it can be, the, the cost can, can be monetary, can be emotional. It can, it, can, it can damage relationships significantly. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, by putting it off, it's gonna make the, the issue worse. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's kind of interesting about putting things off, particularly again in around doing stuff. One of the things, so one of the things I mentioned is, uh, I think I mentioned that people feel overwhelmed. The thing seems so big um, that it's just too uncomfortable to even even think about it. Um, and there there are things to ways to deal with that, what we call chunking it down, breaking it down into small pieces, individual, you know, small steps you can take one at a time. You know, I don't know when I first heard this, but there was this sort of joke, you know, how you eat an elephant. One right? bite at a time. One bite at a time. It's like, how do you finish this big project? One step at a time. But the other thing people regularly tell me is, I thought it was going to take me so much time and it. Like it took me half an hour and I was done. People regularly overestimate the amount of time things are going to take. And then they get 
wigged out about it because it, they don't have that much time. And so they put it off when they finally get around to doing it. It's like, wow. Now there's the other side of that too, which is that people often underestimate how long things take and that, that causes other problems. But um, definitely people often say, you know, I thought this was going to take me hours and like it was done in 20 minutes. I think, and I say, why do I, why do I keep putting, did I put it off? You know, because of all the angst, you know, that they went through because it's, it's, it's there, it's in the background all the time yeah. right, until you get it done. So Ted, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, uh, they listen to this podcast and they realize that they have an issue that you can help them with. What's the best way for them to connect with you? Um, email is good. Um, you can email me at coach Ted B C O A C H T E D B at gmail.com. Uh, that's a good way to, to get in touch. Um, probably the easiest way is just to, is to send me an email. Okay. Um, yeah. And I know you're in Ecuador. What caused you to move to Ecuador? Oh, that's a, you got a couple hours. <laughs> no, I, I, so the short format is, um, I, I'm in my late seventies and I lived in Boston for 55 years. And I started thinking, you know, and I love Boston and I miss it, but thought, you know, I've never lived in another country. You know, one more adventure, you know, and, um, and there are other advantages. It's less expensive to live here, um, you know, uh, but, you don't have the freezing cold winters? No, not, not, not up here. And if you live down on the beach, it gets, can get hot, but it's beaches are, are, are beautiful on the Pacific Ocean. Water's right. cold. And they, they even use the US dollar, so you don't have to worry about That's Florida. right. They went through a, a, I think it was in the late 90s, <clears throat> a, uh, sort of collapse of the economy, you know, where it, the Sucre, it was called, just, you know, the inflation rate was going, getting higher and higher and higher. And, and the, the economy is tanking. And I don't know exactly how this decision was made, but they decided to stabilize the economy, to, to start using the dollar, not even make the Sucre you know, in some way equivalent, but it's like Sucre's gone. You go to the ATM machine, you get $20 bills. I mean, they do have their own coins and, and uh, they use, the, or they use American dollar, they, they use dollar coins a lot. Hmm. Um, some are American, some are, uh, you know, you see a Susan B. Anthony every now and then. But uh, yeah, for, I mean, for Americans, it's great because uh, we don't have to worry about exchange rates and uh, makes it a lot simpler. Yeah. 
So you've enjoyed um, enjoyed your journey. Next exciting step of your life. In well, you know, people ask you, well, how do you like it? And as everybody, you know, things we've got COVID here too, right? And um, right now, unfortunately, it's not as bad as I read about it's happening in the U.S., but it's been pretty bad. So yeah, five and a half months after I got here, COVID hit, everything shut down. So life has not been how I had imagined it would be, you know, uh, partly because of my age, I've been very cautious about, I haven't been in a supermarket since March of 2020. I've just started going to restaurants, mostly ones that have outdoor or, or very, you know, have a lot of it you know, or open air or that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's not, you know, it, it hasn't been the kind of enjoyment that I had anticipated, but it's coming. Okay, very good. Well, thanks so much for joining us today and providing your wisdom on ways that we can overcome procrastination and gain productivity. Really appreciate your time. It's been my pleasure, Judy. I've really enjoyed it. I love teaching people about about procrastination because it is such an issue and that when people can get a handle on it, um, it can, it, it makes a big difference. Do we have time for me to tell a story? Sure, go ahead. Okay, so this is an overcoming procrastination story. So I had a client, woman in her early 50s, she was a high school math teacher and she loved teaching, but she hated grading. And uh, whether it was grading, you know, quizzes or particularly, you know, doing the grades at the end of the term. And she would always procrastinate. And I don't know how many terms the school system, she was in four terms a year, six terms or whatever. And the grades were always due on a Monday and she would put off doing her grades till Friday night, till the weekend. And then she would scramble all weekend to get the grades done. She was in a frenzy. She lost the entire weekend. She couldn't go out, couldn't go out with friends, couldn't do anything. She was totally stressed getting these grades done. So she'd get it, turn them in on Monday. And she was exhausted when she went into school and, and went to the office and turned them in. And, um, she really wanted to change that and she didn't know how. And so we looked at like, what was going on and why was she, what was it that about the grading that she didn't, didn't like? And we kind of uncovered some of that. And then we came up with a plan of where she would start. I forget now what it was, it's been a while ago, you know, two weeks ahead of time, three weeks, she would space it out over time. And she do some every evening. And we worked on that plan and after I can remember, it was about six, seven months. She was getting her, her grades were done by Friday of the before the Monday, and she had her weekend the way she loved having weekends, and she could go out with friends and 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 it and another important thing about remembering about overcoming procrastination is your procrastination affects the people around you. People yeah. don't even think about that. It affects the people that you work with or your people you live with. 
and her she, her mother lived with her, and it drove her mother. Her mother would go to a friend's house for the weekend, but she couldn't stand it. And when when Marge implemented this new system and started getting the grades done and the stress going way down, her mother was very pleased and made her mother's life more uh, relaxed and enjoyable. And it totally changed the atmosphere in her classroom because she was always had this tension about grading, you know, with her. And when she was able to release that, she was more present when she was teaching, which caused the students to become more present. And she had students volunteering to go up to the board to solve problems. And I loved math, so I didn't have a problem with that. But, but most people I know, they didn't like math. And the, it was the last thing that they would want to do would be to go volunteer to do to do solve a problem in front of the class, right? Well, her students would raise their hand and say, you know, I'd be happy to do that. It, it totally changed the environment in her classroom, changed her students' experience, um, changed her experience of teaching. So it's like, yeah, remember, not only is this impacting you, but it's impacting the people around you, those people you work with, your family. So getting a handle on this can make a big difference, not only in your life, but the quality of life of the people around you. Right, but certainly in your own life. And basically in your own life, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate that. It's been a pleasure, Judy. It's been fun. Enjoy it. Thanks so much for inviting me.